Good evening to you. I'm Brad Brown. Welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. With you for the next half hour, and we'll be chatting some UEFA Champions League football this evening with uh, sports journal Irfan Adam. We'll also touch base with uh, Protea David Visit tonight, and uh, there will be an interesting little run that's happening around the country this coming Friday. We'll tell you more about that a little bit later on in the show as well. But let's start with news making headlines today. Protea's coach Russell Domingo has confirmed that former Protea's batter Neil McKenzie will join the national team as a batting consultant on a short-term basis. Domingo made the announcement in Cape Town this morning ahead of the team's opening T20 International against England at Newlands on Friday. The Proteas have in the past used Gary Kirsten and Mike Hussey as batting consultants. Domingo has more. Um, so great to have him on board. And like I previously said in the last press conference, it's been something that we've been trying to do for a long time now. And we've, I don't know, no one's spoken about Mike Hussey, but Mike Hussey's been with us as well. Um, Gazza has worked with us before, he, he can't do it anymore, so we've, we've explored a few options and finally one guy has committed to us and we're ecstatic that Neil McKenzie joins us today. McKenzie starts in his role uh, today and will stay with the team until the completion of next month's ICC World 2020 Cup in India. Domingo explains that McKenzie, or what McKenzie brings to the table. No, he's, uh, I mean, Neil's played a lot of test cricket, he's played a lot of one cricket, he's played a lot of T20 cricket, both locally and overseas so I think the main thing with Neil is the relationship that he's able to develop with players and end of the day as a coach that is one of the most important ingredients being able to work with people and get people to understand and listen to some ideas you might have on a particular skill um, some guys might have all the knowledge but often it's their way of getting it across might not be the best way and that's the most important thing I suppose and I think we'll be really good at that McKenzie's delighted to be helping the national team. Nice to be back in the in the in the setup. Uh, obviously, haven't been here since 2009, um, but really a, a good bunch, an exciting bunch, and uh, really keen to get stuck in and work with uh, all the professionals and uh, try and make a difference for, for South Africa. The former Protea feels he can make a big contribution. You know, I see as my, I see myself as a guy that's sort of experienced quite a few uh, different uh, batting aspects. You know, I've opened the batting middle order. I've played a lot in the subcontinent, uh, back home. Um, I haven't been the star, uh, so I think I can probably try and I can relate to a lot of the guys uh, if they're going through difficult periods. There's some live cricket action taking place right now. SAA in action against English. 11 England, uh, 63 for 1. That match taking place in Bullon Park in Nepal. Momentum One Day Cup action. It is a dead rubber between the Titans and the Lions at Supersport Park in Centurion. It has been rain interrupted. The Titans batting first after they lost the toss. 168 for 4 after 31 overs. Bad news for New Zealand as uh, they head towards the second and final test against Australia. Fast bowler Dougie Bracewell has been ruled out due to a shoulder injury. On to football now. Lando Pires will try and move into the top eight this evening when they travel to Global Park to take on Free State Stars. Kickoff in that one is in just under an hour from now. UEFA Champions League last 16 action to look forward to tonight as well. Roma up against Real Madrid and Ghent hosting Wolfsburg. Wayne Rooney has been left out of Manchester United's 18-man squad for their last 32 first leg tie at Midgieland tomorrow night. Rugby news, bad news for the Sharks and Springbok fly-off. Pat Lambie, he faces up to 12 weeks on the sidelines following surgery on his shoulder. Meanwhile, Bulls prop Badner Creer will join Welsh side Scarlets on a three-year deal at the end of this year's Super Rugby season. On to cycling, Team Dimension Darters Edvald Bozenhagen won stage two of the Tour of Amman. Following his win, the Norwegian now leads the general classification. He's got a four-second advantage over Vincenzo Nibali. 
South Africa's Kevin Anderson retired with a shoulder injury in the first round of the Delray Beach Open. He was trailing American Austin Krejcik 7-6 at the time. France's new Davis Cup captain Yannick Noah has retained Gail Morphy and his team to play Canada in a World Group first round match next month despite the players' criticisms over staging the tie in Guadalupe. The Maybach Malaysia Championship gets underway in Kuala Lumpur tomorrow. Due to flight disruptions, Louis Oosthuizen arrived later than planned but the South Africans feeling confident. The one-time major winner says conditions suit him. I like playing in the heat. Uh, it's obviously a bit different um, than what we've gone in South Africa, but pretty similar to where I live now in Florida. So I uh, like the golf courses and uh, yeah, good spot. Westazen says he's pretty confident uh, we could see another South African winner this weekend. You know, it's a lot of a lot of guys are playing really well now in SA and um, it's great to see. It's great to see um, Ernie as well playing, playing some good golf and uh, you know, I think everyone's feeding off each other, so um, hopefully I can uh, keep the South African flag uh, going this week. And finally, in athletics news, the chief executive of Athletics Kenya has stepped aside to allow investigations into allegations. He asked athletes caught doping for bribes. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap, we'll catch up with David Visa. SAFM Sports Wrap. You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader and uh, what an exciting conclusion it was to that one-day series between the Proteas and England. We've got the T20s to look forward to right now as we build up towards that World Cup as well. But uh, one of the players who made uh, played a major role in that final ODI, the, the one that clinched the series for South Africa, was uh, all-rounder David Viss and he joins us now on SAFM Sports Chat. David, welcome on to the show. Thanks for, for joining us tonight. And first of all, congratulations on that series win. It must... Uh, I feel incredible to be part of a, a, a not just a series win but a comeback series win like that was yeah thanks man. I mean it, it was you know, unbelievable the way the boys pulled, pulled together after the first two games and you know to come back from being 2-0 down to winning the series like that you know, was a special effort David, looking at, at the series as a whole, I mean, two nil down. If if you if you look at those first two results, particularly the one that was uh, decided uh, thanks to Duckworth Lewis, South Africa were in very good shape, and the rain come at uh, came at a, at a wasn't the best of times for the Proteas. I mean, things were looking very very good uh, up until that point, and uh, I mean, it could have gone gone either way that one and and that second match for that matter as well. So three two, even though it was a, a closely fought series uh, on paper, I think the Proteas definitely did have the better. Of things in that one-day series. Yeah, I don't think we were far off in the first two games. I mean, they did play, you know, good cricket also, so you've got to hand in that. But you know, we were close, and in stages, you know, like I said, we could have pinched the game in Bloom if the weather didn't play a part. And in PE, you know, if one or two decisions and other things went our way, then you know, we could have pinched that one also. So you know, you can look back at that and say, okay, well, in that same aspect, F1 was when we won that game. You know, they had their chances and put down a couple you know, catches, which cost them in the end. So. No, I think in the end, 3-2 is quite a fair reflection of how the series went. David, looking at that, that final match of the series, obviously the pressure was on the Proteas. England, uh, we, we bowled them out fairly cheaply. You picked up a few wickets in, in that effort as well. But coming into bat, obviously AB was, was out in the middle when, when you arrived, but the pressure was on the Proteas. It, it must be extremely satisfying as a professional sportsman to be in a position like that. These are the, the sort of moments you dream of, and not just playing in those moments, but actually carrying the team through to, to victory. Yeah, it was nice, you know, getting a little nod out at the end there, you know, seeing the team home. I think you know, that's something that, you know, someone in my position, you know, you almost pride yourself in, you know, finishing games off like that and being nod out at the end. 
And, you know, batting with AD there, coming in with him being on 60, 70 knots, you know, he just calmed things down. And, you know, he's just such a, you know, lovely to bat with and just gives you so much confidence and, and lets you play your game and, you know, just express yourself with best of your ability. So, yeah, it was nice to go out there and have a little partnership with him. Over the years in South African cricket, we've we've prided ourselves with the, the quality of all-rounders that we've been able to produce, and, and I mean, you can rattle those names off. Obviously, the big one is, is Jacques Callas, but over the years, we've had uh, some, some really, really big ones. Lance Clusen comes to mind. If you go even further back, Adrian Caper, Sean Pollock, uh, there have been some really, really big names. Of late, we've we've gone more the, the seven specialist batsmen. But if you look at this series with yourself uh, making a contribution, you look at what uh, what Chris Morris did in, in the fourth ODI. Do you think it's important to have a couple of all rounders who, who can contribute in, in in both or with both the bat and the ball in in a team's sort of makeup? I think all rounders are, are key to any team. I mean, if you look back at you know, our domestic side, the Titans, we did so well in the T20 comp because, you know, clearly we had three quality all rounders in me, Albi, and you know, Chris Monos being all in the team. So it just gives you so much more options and, you know, like I said, giving them a depth. And you could see, you know, Chris Monos coming in at number eight, um, how devastating he could be with the bat and be a match winner by himself, you know, so that you know, it gives you that extra option to bat a bit deeper also. David, let's look ahead to the T20 series. A little bit of a, a change in personnel uh, in, in, in both camps. What, what are you expecting the English to bring? Yeah, I think you know it's going to be a hard fought series. Also, I mean, you know, two match series. It's over before you know it. So there's no room for error. You've got to be on your you know on your game from the start. And you know we're excited. It's our you know starting prep now for the World Cup, and everything we're doing now is you know moving towards that World Cup tournament. So. No, it's, it's exciting times. Like I said, there's a few new guys that are coming in and you know going to want to uh, make an impact in the series. Also, so yeah, again, I think it's going to be very hard fought. David, looking looking ahead to to the World Cup, and obviously that is the the big prize for for the team you know, on the sort of horizon at the moment. But if you look at this past uh, one day series against England, that that shift in momentum halfway through in that third ODI, that obviously set up the the, the win of three on a trot. These games against England in this series and the next series in the build-up to the World Cup are vitally important to carry that momentum through and, and hopefully bring back a, a World Cup trophy for the Proteus. Yeah, definitely. I mean, everyone knows that you know a T20 game is so hit and miss that you know, on any given day you know you, any team can beat anyone. But like I said, it's important building up that momentum and you know almost peaking at the right stage. You don't want to peak too early in the tournament or peak too late. You, know, you want to just like I say, slowly build up that momentum until the final game. So I think that's what we'll be looking to do. And obviously, you know, there's one or two places in the side that's not up for grabs that will give a couple of guys chances to prove themselves. And also, you know, the next five games for the World Cup against. Um, England and then Australia off that it's going to be vital for our preparations Looking at uh, the news coming out of the protest camp uh, earlier today was uh, Russell Domingo announcing that uh, Neil McKenzie's been brought in as a as a batting coach slash consultant. Uh, Neil's got a lot of experience across the board. I mean, he's batted at the top of the order, he's batted middle order, he's played a lot of T20 cricket in his time as well. It's exciting news to have someone like him and 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 of his sort of uh, experience coming in and helping the the batters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that can only benefit our batters. I mean, he's been a top first class, you know, ODI and T20 player over the years, and you know, his stats speak volumes for the type of player that he is. And you know, he's one of those guys that uh, he's got a lot of experience and you know, a lot of knowledge about the game. And I definitely think you know, everyone's going to benefit with him being on board. David, for you personally, from a from a, a, a the way you're playing and the form you're in, I mean, what are you hoping to achieve in in the next four T20s in, in the build up and, and and hopefully in the World Cup as well? No, I think for me personally, it's just um, 
uh, like I say, and continuing that form and, you know, just still working on the skills and doing everything that you need to do in preparation for a World Cup. And, you know, ultimate goal at the end of the day is to be able to come back home after the, you know, World Cup with a safety in hand. And uh, I think everyone feels the same way that it doesn't matter who gets the job done for us as long as, you know, we can come back to the safety. I think the entire nation will be happy. David Visser, South African all-rounder, thank you so much for joining us here on SAFM Sports Trap this evening. Best of luck for, for the upcoming series this weekend against England and the, the rest of the build-up towards that World Cup. Sure, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Ah, they're taking the decision upstairs, John. This is going to be a close call. The home side with everything to play for here. Have they done enough? One decision can change it all. The right call can transform opportunity into measurable results. Make the right call for your business. Partner with a CASA today. You imagine a chartered accountant? We see a business decision maker equipped to inspire future business results. Find a responsible business leader at findacasa.co.za. In 1698, Emperor Peter I of Russia placed a tax on beards. While a tax on beards made no sense, isn't paying tax on your hard-earned savings even harder to believe? It's why a Stanlib tax-free savings account can be tailored to your needs, pre- or post-retirement, and can boost your compound returns by up to 2% per annum over the lifetime of your investment. Speak to your financial advisor and invest with Stanlib tax-free today. Stanlib. Focused investing. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider. Don't forget to tune into the health update tomorrow at 5 past 11. Proudly brought to you by MediClinic. Expertise you can trust. SAFM Sports Wrap. Well, lots of football to look forward to this evening as well. Two great fixtures in the UEFA Champions League last night. There's also some PSL action this evening. Orlando Pirates uh, are in action against Free State Stars. But let's talk uh, some Champions League last night. Two matches. Uh, we spoke about it, uh, previewed them with Sean Bartlett last night. And uh, the first game between uh, Paris Saint-Germain and uh, Chelsea, it was uh, a late winner for the French team to down uh, Chelsea at, at home. Irfan Adam, sports journalist, joins us now. Irfan, a result, I mean, Chelsea would have hoped to have picked up uh, the win, but uh, they did get an important away goal, but uh, 2-1, probably a fair reflection of that game. Yeah, definitely. So, um, I would like just to add that John Obi Mikel just scored the second goal of his Champions League career after 10 years. So, aside from Chelsea being happy, I'm assuming that John Obi Mikel will be over the moon. <laughs> exactly. But uh, overall, it's uh, really tight, uh, as we've come to expect from uh, games between Chelsea and PSG. Both of the previous clashes in previous seasons have been similarly tight. So yeah, uh, it, uh, Chelsea would be ha- the happier with the away goal, but I still think it's anyone's for the taking. PSG have a formidable front line that's capable of scoring at any time. So yeah, definitely uh, firmly in the balance. I mean, you talk about that front line, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, uh, who opened the scoring, Edison Cavani. I mean, they've got some quality, quality players in, the, in their squad. Yes, certainly so. And uh, so much so that they afforded Ezekiel Lavetsi an opportunity to leave as he became the latest player to join the Chinese exodus in, uh, uh, from Europe. And apparently he's earning double what Neymar earns at uh, Barcelona. So certainly an option for me being a, a very average deep-lying play, uh, playmaker. So, yeah, uh, aside from that, uh, there's always a scoring threat in the form of Blaise Matuidi. He runs in deep from midfield and he always scores his Angel Di Maria. And uh, David Luiz, he might be playing at the back, but he's uh, capable of the spectacular, so certainly not by no 
means over. And I think we're in for another intriguing 90 minutes uh, at, uh, at Stamford Bridge. Mm, without a doubt. The other game last night, Benfica up against Zenit St. Petersburg. Uh, 1-0 the victory, uh, the margin of victory there for, for Benfica. A late, late winner. They'll be pretty chuffed with that. But Zenit, I think, will be disappointed uh, with, with conceding in, in injury time. Certainly so, it, uh, and I think Zenit certainly gave a good account of themselves given that they haven't played any competitive football since December due to the Russian winter. And the next competitive uh, domestic game is at the end of this month, uh, which is a cup game. So certainly an encouraging result for Andre Villas-Boas, but uh, a lot to do in Russia. We know Russia in February is not really on top of the tourist agendas at the moment, but uh, 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 Zenit St. Petersburg have been training in uh, southern Spain and Portugal for the past five weeks. So they certainly acclimatized to uh, conditions. I wonder if uh, Benfica would do the same by uh, catching an early flight to Russia. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about tonight's fixtures. Uh, Ghent up against Wolfsburg, Belgium against Germany. Which way do you see that one going? I know this is going to upset you, but I'm going the way of the Germans. <laughs> In case, it's uh, it's uh, it's breaking new ground for both of these teams. Both of these teams for the first time ever in the the, the knockout phase of the Champions League, and a win for either result would just uh, bring a smile to the faces of the footballing purists. Wolfsburg, a lot of quality, but a lot of injuries. But and uh, again, I mean, certainly showed they more than willing to mix it up with the big guns. They've beaten Valencia, they've beaten Zenit Saint Petersburg as well as uh, beating Lyon. So uh, by no means an easy task for the Germans, but I think they should uh, take this one. And then the other game, I'm looking forward to this one. Real Madrid away to to Roma. Real have been uh, they've been in pretty good nick this season. Probably not at their best, but uh, they'll probably fancy their chances entering this evening. It's almost as if it was written in footballing heaven. I mean, Zinedine Zidane taking charge of his first Champions League game against a team that he made his debut for Real against in the Champions League. So yeah, there's certainly one for the the headline writers to uh, to lick their lips uh, for uh, towards. And uh, Zidane certainly impressed immensely since he's taken over from Rafa Benitez. I was listening to an interview with Isco, and he says that the freedom in which Zidane allows them to play uh, makes it that much easier to express themselves. And we know there's a number of flair players in Real, uh, in Real squad, so uh, it, it would generally be easier for them to express themselves. And you know when footballers tend to ex- express this, themselves, uh, results uh, certainly come their way, as we see with Barcelona all the time. I mean, uh, the weekend game against uh, was it Celta Vigo. I mean, I saw things that I would see generally on a five-a-side pitch between in social games, and uh, Barcelona ended up winning that game six-one. So certainly, if Real can adopt a similar type of philosophy, I don't think that Roma will be a match for them. And Roma also tend to buckle against the big guns. They caught a six-one hiding against Barcelona this season. They were, uh, Bayern Munich put seven past them. United actually put seven past them a couple of years back. So certainly one for Roma to think about. And uh, their coach, Luciano Spalletti, is also back at the helm at uh, Roma, uh, said he wouldn't cage Cristiano Ronaldo in the sense that he'll adopt the Catanaccio approach of Italian football, which generally means the lock and key. So, uh, yeah, it's an open game. I don't think Roma will survive the backlash. So away goals are important. You picking two away wins this evening. Yeah, definitely so. I don't think uh, Wolfsburg uh, will have much of a problem in Belgium. And uh, looking at, at recent results, I mean, Ghent has recently been knocked out of the Belgium Cup. They've relinquished top spot to Club Bruges domestically. 
And uh, Wolfsburg recently brought in into a five-game winless run with a 2-0 victory at the weekend over Ingolstadt. So momentum definitely with Wolfsburg, as well as with Real, who hasn't lost yet since uh, uh, since Zidane's taken over. Kick-off, quarter to ten this evening. Fun Adam, football journalist, thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight on SAFM Sports Chat. Much appreciated. We look forward to catching up again soon. Enjoy the footy tonight. I shall, and you do too. And... Uh, for your sake, I just hope Kent put up a great performance. The Belgians always do. The Belgians always do. Thank you very much. You're welcome. This is Sport on SAFM. Every supporter's greatest resource. This is South Africa's news and information leader. And this coming Friday, uh, if you're going to be in traffic at some stage uh, around the country, you might see uh, a whole bunch of uh, guys running around in blue Speedos. It's all for a great cause as well. So look out for them this coming Friday. But uh, you could join them too if you'd like. And I uh, want to find out more about the Hollard Daredevil Run. And we join now by marketing for Hollards and one of the spokespeople for the Daredevil Run, uh, Warwick. Warwick, welcome onto SAFM Sports Wrap this evening. Thanks for for joining us uh, it's not long to go now and uh, I remember witnessing one a couple of years ago it's a sight to behold thanks for having me Brad and good evening to your listeners it is indeed a sight to behold um, thousands of men running cl- through rush hour traffic clad in nothing but purple speedos uh, is is an incredible sight and it's all done uh, for a hell of a good cause yeah, I want to bring it up. Apologies, I'm, I'm colorblind. It looks blue to me. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the color is not that important. It is that it is in speedos, and, and what's most important, as you rightly mentioned, is is the cause that it's for. It's not a case of uh, a bunch of guys with incredible beach bodies wanting to show things off. Uh, they're doing it in solidarity for, for a great cause. As you said, tell us a little bit more about it. So the Daredevil Run is really aimed at raising awareness of uh, male cancers, and specifically the idea that early testing of that testing and early catching of, of male cancers can save lives. Um, so we're, we're running, uh, the, the, the reason it's a spectacle is to raise awareness of this and we raise money for uh, cancer, the Cancer Association of South Africa. Um, we raise funds for awareness initiatives on their side uh, to specifically relating to male cancers. You know, female cancers enjoy a lot of attention. There are a lot of articles written about it. There are a lot of um, ways of getting involved. Uh, but this is one of the few um, places to focus specifically on cancers that affect men. And because men don't talk about these things and they don't take their health seriously, we saw it as a great opportunity to stick our hands up and say, hang on, this is, this is something that affects many, many men. One in eight men uh, will be affected by some form of cancer in their lifetime. We're specifically detecting a subset of that in testicular and prostate cancer. Um, and so we create a spectacle and all the entry fees are donated to cancer to further their testing initiatives in less privileged areas. And, uh, I mean, that awareness, it, it's twofold. You, you talk about the, the raising funds for research, but it's also a case of if, if you're sitting in traffic and you see this, just to remind you to go and get yourself checked regularly. If, if you do pick up a problem, if there's a lump or something, go and get it checked out. It's vital, as uncomfortable and as horrible as it might be. Finding these things early, is, it, it could save your life. Absolutely. You know, the, the incredible thing about being involved with something like Daredevil is you get exposed to the stories of uh, cancer survivors and how lucky they were to have found it when they did. Um, you know, there are there are some, some men that are in, in remission now. There are some men that are completely free of cancer. 
um, and the one thing they have in common is they've they've caught it early enough. So it's really an, it's such a strong message. It's, it, testicular cancer affects men from the ages of 15, or mainly from the ages of 15 to 39, and I think that's an amazing fact. It's actually a young young man's disease. You know, you think you're invincible, but actually you're not. So 15 to 39 is the kind of key um, age range for testicular cancer, so it's very important. And it's so easy to check. It's it's a self-examination that you can do in the shower every night. It's really simple. Um, check it out on Cancer's website. Really simple thing. It, it basically um, involves you um, getting familiar with your crown jewels um, and, and understanding any changes that, that you might observe in that. Um, prostate cancer, on the other hand, affects men mainly over the age of 40. Um, and there, the the thing that all men fear is the kind of exam that's required to establish whether you've got prostate cancer or not. But we've got a solution there as well because there's an indicative test uh, called the PSA finger prick test, which, as the name suggests, just involves drawing a drop of blood from your finger, testing it there and then, and it indicates whether or not there is an increased uh, risk of um, of prostate cancer present in in your blood at that time, and you need to then go for further testing. Um, so, so, and that's and that's really the message that we're driving. It's very easy to get tested. It can be, you know, these diseases if caught early enough can be cured. These runs are happening around the country: Johannesburg, Cape Town, Durban, Nelspruit, and George. Friday, are are people still able to run if if they're listening to this and and weren't aware it's happening? They're can people still enter? They're absolutely able to enter still for Johannesburg and Cape Town. The main uh, entry device is online, um, so www.daredevilrun.com. Uh, for the other regions, that uh, electronic entry closes uh, at midnight tonight, but from tomorrow they will be able to register and, most importantly, collect their speedo packs at um, Hollard offices in uh, George, Nelspruit, and, and Durban. And an important uh, note as well, it's not everyone who has beach bodies who, is, who are going to be running through the streets. It's ordinary, everyday guys who, who just want to be there and, and not necessarily support people who are suffering, but, but just show that they, they do care and, and they want to make a difference. That's really important. It's a run, not a race, so there's, it's not timed. Um, there, there are some racing snakes who will, who will run the thing in, in 20 minutes, but for most of us, you know, it's a it's a walk run. It's really about um, showing solidarity. It's for all shapes and sizes. Uh, we have we have children um, participating. We have uh, men as old as 75, 80 participating. It's for all ages. Um, it's just really about being together, showing solidarity, and and driving this important message that that early testing saves lives. And it's also it's it's also an event, so you know there's entertainment afterwards. There's, we've got Uber involved, and they've been fantastic. They've given us um, uh, vouchers, so if you're a first-time user of Uber, you can you can uh, use the Uber code in Joburg. We've got Watershed playing at the end in Cape Town. We've got Sully Philander um, on stage. So it really is uh, an event, um, more more than more than uh, a race. If you want to find out more, daredevilrun.com is the website to get to. You can enter there now and get all the info you need. You can also donate. Obviously, if you can't be involved on the day and you want to make a monetary donation, you can do that as well. There's lots of info about testicular and prostate cancer as well. Daredevilrun.com. Warwick Bloom, thank you so much for your time this evening on SAFM Sports Show. Best of luck. Brad, thank you very much. And will we see you there in a purple speed on Friday? <laughs>
We'll have to wait and see. <laughs> You're listening to Sport on SAFM, the next best thing to being at the game. I'm still not convinced. Uh, it's uh, I'd have to pay for therapy for the spectators, I'm afraid. But uh, it's a great cause. Get out there, and uh, yeah, we look forward to seeing you down. I'll probably pop past uh, the one in Greenpoint and uh, show my support as well after work. So hopefully we'll see you there too. Just a quick cricket update for you. The South African A-side is in action against England at Boerland Park. It's uh, a T20 warm-up game ahead of this weekend's T20 series. The first one, by the way, happens on Friday. We'll have uh, live action here on SAFM the second one on Sunday but as it stands right now Alex Hales 77 runs uh, off just 49 balls he's still out in the middle Josh Butler 8 off 3 and uh, Wayne Parnell is uh, currently got ball in hand bowled 3 overs taken 1 wicket for 22 runs the other one day match that's taking place right now in the one day uh, in the momentum one day cup the Titans up against the Lions it's a dead rubber Uh, we previewed this game last night the Titans batting first 240 for 6 after 35 overs. That one has been rain interrupted. There was a huge thunderstorm on the high felt uh, earlier on this afternoon so that one has been uh, shortened and uh interesting to see how that one does pan out. I'm sure the Lions will want to carry their momentum through to that clash this evening. Uh, uh, next week as well for their qualifier and then the final against the Cape Cobras. Interestingly enough, the Cobras lost last night and a heavy, heavy loss as well. So uh, they'll be disappointed in their final group match, even though they have made the final uh, to take that sort of form into the final playoff clash. That's it for SAFM Sports Trap this evening. I'll be back again tomorrow afternoon on PM Live. We'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning with Janet Witten on AM Live. Make sure you tune in there, get all your football results. That clash between Orlando Pirates and Free State Stars is going to be kicking off in about half an hour from now at Goble Park. And we'll also have all UA for Champions League uh, results as well and a whole lot more. That's tomorrow morning on AM Live. Coming up on the other side of 7 o'clock, it is the Talk Shop with Naledi. I'm Brad Brown from myself and my producer Siobhan Chetty. Have yourself a great evening right now, though. It is 7 o'clock and time for your news.